Hello, everybody. It's time for the Minecraft Podcast, episode 173. <laughs> what is that sound? Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> Braintree's oh, flying in. <laughs> Braintree. This episode of the Minecraft Podcast is brought to you by Braintree Payments. To find out more, uh, go to braintreepayments.com slash Minecraft. Uh, mobile app development can be complex, but integrating your payments no longer has to be with Braintree. Your business can accept nearly every type of payment from any device with just one integration. So learn more at braintreepayments.com slash Uh Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast. This episode, we got Cohen Good. Yep. Oh, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's, a, it's always a gamble whether or not I give you guys enough time to talk and say hello. Yeah, so, keeping us just, on our toes. I was toes. just keeping you on your toes. Yeah, exactly. Um, this uh, this one we are recording a day late, um, but uh, still all here. Uh, well, except for um, badge, badge, badge. Um, here, <laughs> like that. Except for um, who is it? Except for badge. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Way to date our content. <laughs> uh, I started uploading today. Already messing up today. Um, yeah, I was, there was something Christmas I was gonna is ask. a week away, guys. Yeah, well, it's more than a week away. It's, it's ten days. That's that's more than a week. I guess technically, yes. Okay, sure. Technically, I, I have mean, on my calendar, Christmas. <laughs> I have well, I have Christmas on the wrong day on my calendar. I just realized I have it on the twenty third. That's <laughs> not making sense, Chad. That's not that is not Christmas. <laughs> wow. Okay, Chad's just gonna be celebrating Christmas on the twenty third. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, mom and dad, I'm here. And they're like, uh, go away. Come back in two days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, if someone's going to say it at the start, and I fucking forgot it. I hate that. I know. I interrupted you, and I feel bad. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, I know what it was. Last week, we shamed everyone for giving us terrible questions. Were they better? Were we getting any good ones? We got uh-huh. some better ones. Uh, still a lot of questions that are like, what do you want to see in a video game? Uh, we got this this great gym um, from Casatua CJGCJ. What is wow. your favorite flavor of banana? What favorite um, flavor of yeah. banana? I go with favorite the peach flavor of banana. There's this poor guy. This very bad. His name is I want a girlfriend. Aww. Hi, how do I get girls to like me <laughs> at school? I have never had a girlfriend before, and I am. Starting new school next year. It will also be my last year at high school. Yours truly, how do I get a girlfriend? P.S. I am a guy. Stop asking uh, questions like that might help. Yeah. There's no good yeah, there's no good answer for that because the harder you try, the more desperate you seem and the less likely you are to succeed. The more you stress about it, the harder it gets. But then like <laughs> not trying is not the answer either. There's just no good answer. And and on top of it all, it's just a fucking meme anyway. That too, right? Throwing right. our answers into the void. Yeah, there's nobody <laughs> on the other end of that. <laughs> there is some sad motherfucker on the other end of that. I used to be that sad son of a bitch. What do I got to do? Asking, I didn't ask. I wasn't podcast. asking anybody. I used to listen. I remember in high school, I was like, uh, like the first year, or second year of high school. There was this uh, on the radio show. There was like the sex and love advice sex, uh, like segment that happened every night. It was like an hour long. I used to listen to that shit religiously, thinking it was it was gonna save me in some way to find to find out how to be the the right way to like 
get laid and get get ladies like and it was it was it wasn't it never helped me i don't think i ever took anything away from that no. that, that brought me anywhere except for sadness yeah i think there is an answer i mean the answer is just stop worrying about it and just be yourself yeah because it just happens naturally it just happens most of the time what yeah, do you exactly. how how like someone that I like lives... how, this was the question I thought was this is bullshit. This is hey, a well, I mean, dumb I mean, it is. Here we are, actually. Well, no, we're not <laughs> answering it. The answer is there is it no. It became answer. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, did. what does someone like, good. like in like our position do? Like, I don't leave the house. How do I? How do I find a girlfriend? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, have have, you have to have a social. You're like, structure. wait, let me put it back on this person. <laughs> message them. How do they? How do they contact them? Yeah. I, I think that's the thing, though. Is I, I, I need like, to like turn young, to Twitter. In school. <laughs> hey, hi, hi, Twitter. Hi. <laughs> How you hi, doing? I'm single. <laughs> now, I, I think when you're in school, it's a lot easier because you, you have the social structure that's forced upon you. Mm -hmm. So right. you the, the, and proximity that's forced upon you. Right, like uh, it's always something like that because if you don't have any, if you don't have any interaction with people, then no, you're not gonna. You're not gonna get a relationship going with anybody. But I guess if you're that's why around people always like yeah. online dating sites are more popular nowadays too. Is for that reason. I don't. Well, I don't they, believe they fill in that those. void a little bit. Like, I feel like you just find people and you're you're you two desperate people come together and they're so sad of being alone that they just accept whatever the fuck falls in their inbox and they just accept it and they just do do it literally. Well, if you have that mentality, you may not have much success on <laughs> internet uh, dating websites. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing—the other thing that a good friend of mine uh, said that I always take with me is: is you might not marry the girl that you date, but you're most likely—and this is a weird way of saying it—but you're going to marry her friend. Like she's going to introduce you most likely just by being around someone else's group of friends to who your your partner will be you know life lifelong. So, um, I don't know the truth of the likeliness on that, but it is true that it, it just goes back to the it's social. It's just mm -hmm. social. Just gotta if, get out If there. you are in yeah, if you are in social situations, that at least gives you the chance to develop a relationship with somebody. If you're not interacting with anybody and you keep to yourself, uh, then it, then you don't even have a chance. It's like the whole, uh, if you don't try at all, you, then you certainly can't win. At least you tried, mm -hmm. right? Can't fail either, though. Well, it depends on how you define failure. <laughs> I'm going to live my life like Marty McFly. <laughs> you can't lose if you don't try. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah I mean, and also, out. like, it, it's it's almost the same issue of, like, how do you make friends? Like, okay, you know, cut girlfriend out of it or boyfriend out of it. It's like, how do you even make friends as an adult? I still think that these are, like, easy easy answers, aren't they? I mean, I... I mean, everyone knows the answer. It's, oh, go to, go to an activity. Go see what's yeah. going on in your town. Go, you know, go hang out at stuff. But it's like it is so it makes so much sense, but at the same time it's like getting up the courage to to get out of the house, you know, stop your daily routine of, you know everything that you do, work, school. Well that yeah. That's the problem and for adults. Go right? do that thing. It's like 
I'm just awkward yeah, the as is fuck, you're too. Like, I don't want to talk to somebody if I don't already know them. And if, how do you get to know someone if you don't want to talk to someone? I don't <laughs> talk to anybody. Like, I need the internet to buffer me to keep me away from actually having to look at them in the face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't have my shit together. <laughs> That's the thing is, you have to like, you have to force yourself. Yeah. No, Basically. I, I, oh it's, god! Like today, I was eating at Subway, and the preacher for the church I used to go to when I lived up here came up and started talking to me. And then that was okay because I at least knew him. And you just threw the sandwich on the floor, <laughs> right? And ate just, it off the floor. Uh, <laughs> so that was I'm used to this. <laughs> this is my life. But then, like a few minutes later, some old guy that my that used to work with my grandmother came up, and I've never met this man in my entire life. And he's just talking to her about working at the tax office, and he starts rubbing me on the back while he's doing it. And I'm just like, "The fuck is going on with this guy?" And like, he thinks I am my dad. At one point, he's like, "I know who you are, Sonny. You're Rodney." And I'm like, "I am not. I am not him at all." And the whole time, he's just. Just rubbing my back, <laughs> and I'm just like they, I, I. I was just like trying to. I didn't know what to do. I was like putting chips in my mouth. Like this will solve everything that is wrong. I don't, oh god, it was the worst. And after he after he finally like, left, I just felt like so like I'm already binge eating from yeah. I, I I felt like lightheaded and like elated. Like thank God that is over. I don't. I didn't know what to do that entire time. It made me want to never leave the house again. Basically. Anyways, why, why did I freeze? I was about to say, no, you're just was like. About, what's you're, funny I, I, is I was like, looking at you because I thought you wanted to say something, but then you're just. I looked at I, I looked at the screen wrong, and the camera's like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> Everything uh, I give up. Yeah, that's the thing though is you actually do have a lot more social interaction than a lot of the rest of us, I think, because you have uh, you have family things going on. But these people are uh, so fucking old. They're going to die any day now. Three people today told yeah, me Joe get, Smith had died. The man, he's 93. It's like, yeah, he's dead, okay? And my grandma had to tell me every, for my entire life, whenever my dad had cancer, Joe Smith came over here and sanded the walls in the next room because they weren't painted yet. And every 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 chance she's ever had, I need to do something for Joe Smith because he sanded that motherfucking wall. But I've done so much for Joe Smith because he sanded this wall behind me. And now he's dead, and she's like, you got to make sure you go to the funeral. And you know why? Because he sanded that motherfucking wall back there. <laughs> That's the thing, though, is that at least you get to have these fun stories to tell. <laughs> you have all these stories. You're the story guy. Uh, it sucks. I don't live near my family, and I don't have any local friends. I have, Well, I have one local friend, but they, they, they're not that local. And other than that, I don't really have any interaction with anybody, so I have no stories. And I think that's the most difficult thing is when you have nothing. <laughs> how do you, how do you, yeah, like how do you make new friends? Like you don't have anything to say to to impress them or win them over. You can't tell them about some crazy thing you did or some <laughs> crazy thing that happened because nothing happens to me. <laughs> I sat in my office yesterday, and then the day before that, I sat in my office. You can come live with me, cause we'll be friends. <laughs> I don't have any. I would love to have a local <laughs> friend, man. We should you, should you and you and Nakomi. You just just pack up and move to North Carolina. This is where it's bumping. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll introduce you to all of See, Joe Smith's family. If you didn't live in North Carolina. What's so bad about North Carolina? Oh God, the internet for one. Hey, my internet's better than yours now. So suck a penis. True. 
know what happened. I don't know how that. I don't know how that switcheroo occurred. Uh, it sucks. <laughs> Uh, and what's worse is that you live in a place where there should be good internet. Like you're in like a city, mm-hmm. right? Like there ain't no excuse. I, I called Cox <laughs> to ask them where <laughs> is the Blast. Why would you name a, a business after that? Family name, probably. It's God, probably family it. name, right? Like Bob Cox or something. Barry Cox. I'm going to start a cable company. I'm going to call it. I'm going to name it after me, Cox. <laughs> and, but yeah, but then they don't have to Pulse go and call values. their. They don't have to go and call their gigabit service Gigablast. So Cox <laughs> is gigablasting internet into my house. <laughs> hmm. I didn't know that. Giggity giggity. Wait till we get to Terrablast. It'll actually be accurate. Because <laughs> I guess every time, every time you you uh, ejaculate, it's like about a terabyte of data or something like that. Or really? Or maybe it's like that's a fun terabytes. fact that it's weird that you know. I watch QI. That's where I learn these things. But uh yeah. They they won't even tell you where it is. In fact they hung up on me. When so, you asked for what, the where the node's at or what? Where where the gigabit internet is. Because it is available here somewhere. But so you the call only way... and we're like, hey, where where would I have to move in order to get it? And they're right. like, I don't understand why it's fucking hidden. Like, they have a website where you can check availability, but you can only put in an address. Well, am I going to... I have to check every fucking address in the whole city to find out where Gigablast That's might weird. Be. I didn't know that that was a thing. Why do they not tell you? Because they fucking suck. <laughs> you suck cocks. They suck cocks. <laughs> you suck cocks. <laughs> uh, that's too Someone bad. linked me, by the way. I think it was Feldoff. Um, there's a, a, an internet provider in Chattanooga, wherever that is, Tennessee, I guess. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't that the same place or was it Nashville? They tried to Google name. went first. Yeah, well, sure. they, they tried to rename themselves to Google, I thought. <laughs> I forget if it was Chattanooga that did it or. Really? There's some place in Kansas, yeah. wasn't it? That... Jesus, they must really like internet there. Um, because there's a place there in Chattanooga that offers 10 gigabit symmetrical. Wow. For, I think it's 200 or $300 like, a month. At this point in technology, like, you couldn't use that. Like, you couldn't... Right, like, the receiving no, server's not going to no be No back-end. To... Yeah, no, yeah, there's, like, well, no, every... That's, that's not necessarily true. Like, um, uh, at a data center, uh, 10 gigabits... Uh, when you're on the node, you have a- access to that level of connection. So not every server, not every connection that you have, if you have that internet at home, is going to be, you know, that speed. But whatever is available, you'll be able to take full advantage of always, 100% of the time. And for me, I care about the upload. Like, I, I have a, 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 a server in a, in a, a colo situation at a data center. So mm-hmm. if I wanted to upload stuff to that, I could 100% fully okay. use right. 10 gigabits right. of upload. Right. Like, I, don't I think, think every, YouTube every, would accept it at that rate. Is what I was, I guess yeah, what YouTube I was wouldn't accept it. No. And, and normally I look for just uh, the server to have a gigabit, not and But yeah. yeah. Well, search. I, I, would, I would kill for gigabit for right now. Right. I'm just saying. There's a right. place that has oh, no, and that's what I do. amount of internet available. I have a OVH server type thing. And uh, yeah, I upload stuff to my editor and it's like so nice 
like, okay, this right. is, you know, six gigabytes of footage. It's going to take four minutes to upload. It's like, oh, my God, this is right. fantastic. If you had 10 gigabits symmetrical on a server, fuck. It'd be like transferring stuff over your, over your local network. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, I mean, it's it's faster for me, and and luckily because you know I have gigabit and I'm speed crazy. You know, I got the Cat Six in a gigabit switch. So also like anything internal in the house, if I need to like transfer footage because I work on the Gizmo's computer and transfer it over here, it's like just drag and drop and gigabit. Oh my god, amazing! Amazing. Well, if you're if you're really nuts about it, you would be doing. Um... Fiber channel. That's what you'd really be doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've actually dealt had to deal <laughs> with fiber before, uh, and God, it is a pain in the ass, and everything costs so much money. Yeah, and well, Cat Six is fun. <laughs> it's like Cat it's Six a- is plenty for me. Like at, at this point, you know, I. I could, if I wanted to, I could basically edit 4K content from one PC to another PC on a gigabit connection. So I'm fine uh-huh. at the moment. Sure. <laughs> 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 you cut out. I didn't hear what you said. You said sure. I said sure. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, that that's how you get a date. <laughs> yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's how gigabit. you get a girlfriend. Gigabit internet. I don't know how we made that. To be honest, though, like, as someone who has uprooted myself a few times, I find internet communities are better than IRL communities for a few reasons. One, if you move, it doesn't matter. Two, it can kind of, you you can, uh, uh, what is it? uh, You can interact on your time schedule, right? If you if you get home at 2 a.m., hopefully there's someone from the community awake. Um, and then three, I find that internet communities are more in tune and more alike with my uh, interests than physical ones. Because let's say we both, you know, everyone in the community is around like a certain streamer or a certain game. You know, at least we have that commonality versus a lot of times in school, it's just physical. You know, it's like we happen to be sitting next to each other. Who knows if we actually care about the same thing? But internet communities, you actually—that's that is kind of. Well, go ahead, good. No, no, you were going to say something first. You, you, well, maybe you were. I don't know. Go ahead and talk. Well, all I was going to say is, I feel like that's that's actually that sounds like a less healthy social thing because of the fact that what you're saying is, you don't have to make any compromises. You don't have to go through any adversity or accept any. You get you get it custom tailored, just what you want, and you know you don't have to do any work really. Whereas yeah. I think that a good a good friendship or good relationships that are built with other people also involves give and take. You know, like you you don't necessarily get everything you want out of it. You don't get to filter out the people that you don't like. You you know you don't get to filter out your friend. Just because they don't line up with you perfectly, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a good so, point, and, and I feel like their bubbling is a big issue. And it's there. also like, um, you know, like Gude was saying, there's this, you know, you have awkwardness or whatever it is, and I think that you can be friends online with people, but it's not quite the same 
Like, uh, when you eventually do meet in person, you don't, you, you find that you don't really fully know the person. You think you do. I think that we do more so than, than, uh, not because a lot of us have met multiple times. But even if we hadn't met before, we've talked on, you know, in video form and, and have done a lot of stuff together enough to where you feel like you know the person pretty well. Mm-hmm. But, um, I've had varied experiences with meeting people that I've known for a long time online in terms of whether they really were what I thought or, you know, whatever. Um, so I don't think it's the whole picture. I think it's a mix. I think you can have a... I mean, it's, it's like our group. It's, it's a good mix. At the like, same was, time, I'm like... Part of me is like, so it's only the good and not the bad? Eh. You know, maybe there's a downside yeah. to it, but it's like... I'll take that straight heroin of friendship any day. Hit me up. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's a lot to be I, said about physical contact with other human beings. Like you, mm-hmm. I would much rather, I mean, especially when, I mean, we would just start off with the, with the whole girlfriend talk. You certainly can't just rely on online relationships in that regard. You can't, uh, can't, you know, snuggle up and watch a movie over FaceTime. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah. having actual human beings in your life is is important. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't I agree to, too. I, don't I mean, how to get those people, but you know, <laughs> it's probably important, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, when I was like living in L.A., uh, well, I don't know. I thought it was I weird when you lived in L.A. Situation. and Drew was right there, and you and I would be like, "How often do you and Drew hang out?" And you're like, "We don't." I'd be like, "Motherfucker, I'd be hanging out with Drew all the time if I lived here." In fact, when he dropped yeah. me off at your house, I had to pick up the airport, and he left. I was like, sad. I was like, "Why he leave?" I I want to be friend. And then he later <laughs> was know. like, "I thought it'd be weird. I thought we weren't." I didn't really want to hang out. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "What?" <Yeah. laughs> I went wandering around the streets yeah. looking at homeless people. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You've called him out, good. Who? He doesn't have an answer for you. You called out Chad here. Oh yeah. Oh Why'd what? You hang out with this guy. Oh, I just I mean, I just I mean, I've always preferred to be alone. Like I've I, I you know, I get so much social yeah, anxiety alone. around people that I'd rather just chill out at my house. And I I feel like I have the the perfect situation where I'm alone most of the time and then like once a month I fly to some convention, hang out with people for a day or a weekend, have a great time, and then go home and be alone. You know, so I I get my social interaction through conventions and events, and then I can just chill out at home. Gotcha. But, but not, like you that's have, what I was like, late stage. You're becoming a major hermit. Oh hell yeah, and I love it. There's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I never like when I I mean this isn't new in my life right, right when i first moved out of my house i mean i tried to move out of my parents house before i was 18 um just because i wanted to like live alone and then i've never had a roommate and really oh yeah yeah i just i've been able to avoid it like the first time i moved out i i had saved up money because i was working and I had saved up enough money that I knew that I would be losing money on rent every month. I'd be losing more money than I was making. But I had budgeted it alone. so that I would, huh? But you got to be alone. But I got to be alone. That was it. And so I knew that at some point I would most, li- unless if my situation changed, 
I would have to move back in with my parents after one year of being moved out. Um, and that ended up happening, but that was also when I was working for Brushwood when, uh, I was, I was like at the very end of my lease, I was flying like over two thirds out of the year. So I didn't even, like, I was like, this is stupid for me to have an apartment. Like, this is just dumb. Cause I'm, I'm not here enough. So I was fine with moving back in with my parents. You went then. homeless. Oh, okay. Yeah. Moved, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, Living out and they day. also were a lot closer to, uh, to Brushwood. You could anyway, have been owl for a little bit there. I could have. I could have been. I could have been. Start making your own shoes. I find the rainbow shit. family and uh yeah, yeah, make shoes for a living. <laughs> My own shoes. I I understand um, the whole desire to be alone from a uh like I want to control my own destiny perspective, you know. Like yeah. I because I, I I had roommates. I I had uh, when I when I went to university, they did this whole like assigned roommates thing where they mm-hmm. you're in an apartment, but they find people and they put you together. And that was all that was weird and interesting. But like one of them, I I still know, and uh, I don't talk to him a lot, but I still know you know what's going on with him and his life. One of them, I I have no idea. But I think about him on occasion. I'm like, I wonder what, what happened to that guy. What's he up to? Um, the the one of my roommates actually went on uh, to uh, work for Rockstar hmm. and uh, worked on stuff like uh, Max Payne Three. Did all like the uh, the gun models and stuff, all the little details. Like uh, I don't know if either of you guys played that. No. Yeah, I saw it. <clears throat> I knew it existed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah same. Well, he did a lot of. He was he was a big Blizzard fan. He did a lot of like uh, really good Photoshop work. He would do lots of. He would make like badges and icons and things. I think the first uh, job that he got was actually doing like I think it was a Star Trek game, and they they had all kinds of these sort of badges that you would earn through the game, like a hundred or two hundred of them. So he had to design all these different little versions of it that have mm-hmm. more little more little stars and more little emblems and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, this one looks better. Looks fancier. Congratulations. Yeah. And what was right. a, a weird interaction that happened was, I I guess he was also kind of following what I was doing uh, as well, and um, he put a reference to my name, my internet handle in Max Payne Three. Oh, that's cool. Because he did he did environment detail stuff. So in the huh. bar there, there's a license plate on the wall that actually says CoStar <laughs> in the game. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, which is pretty wild. That's amazing, um, and that like wouldn't have happened unless the, uh, right. yeah, it all started because we, we met each other at yeah. university. Yeah, and it was forced. Like we didn't know who the fuck. Like okay, this guy's coming in. Who I have no no fucking idea who it's going to be. In fact, I think he was my second roommate. I think, yeah, I think we the first guy wanted to move or he was dropping out or something. So the next one came in. Oddly, they both had the same name. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> that, it's like you you saw the algorithm for a minute, right. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of a lot of my friendships were things like that, where it was like either I I was just put with somebody, or uh, I worked with them, or I met them through school, or something like that, and I would not trade that. I would I really wish that I had like if any of you guys were local. It would be cool to hang out now and again and just sit down on oh, the yeah. couch and play some fucking games old school style, man. That's what I miss. Because when I was in university, couch I had games, a lot of people yeah. around me, yeah, who 
who wanted to play Xbox, who wanted to play PlayStation 2, you know. Uh, one of my, my best friends from back then, like, he and I went through all the PS2 stuff together, like, you know, oh my god, Metal Gear Solid 2, and we played it together on the couch, you know, like, one of us would watch the other play, and, uh, and it's cool to have somebody else around to hang out with that's that interested in the stuff the way that you are. Play Risk. Yeah. <clears throat> Play, Play Risk. risk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, if you guys live next to me, I'd be all about that. If just rent, I don't know. You know, like, he's, yeah, he's lying. It'd be, it'd be all about that for a little bit. Then you need to fuck off for about three weeks, and then just, just only talk to me over Skype for about three weeks, if you wouldn't mind. We could have a, a once a month game night. That'd be great. <laughs> right, right. Once a month. Um, hey, I would take it. I would take it, because right now I, uh, I have zero a month game nights. Zero a month, right. Well, I have me game nights every night, but you know, I know right. I mean. Party. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess at least we do get to interact through those sorts of things. Like, you know, we have the streams together and those sort of things. It's kind of like having a game night. If you pretend mm-hmm. hard enough, it's almost like we're yeah. real friends. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, Let's yeah. move on to some stories. Yeah. Um, the first one's code, but he's got he's got something code. going on that's happening at the moment. I had to so. I had to I had to answer a text. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm no, that's fine. I was gonna just jump ahead. That's why you did that. Uh, and mention no. that fuck you, Co. Uh, that Super Mario Run for iOS came out today. You guys excited for Super Mario Run? Woo! I played it at the very start of this uh, podcast, and because uh, it was free, it was free to download. I thought, oh, it's free. I could just play it right now. And uh, oh, Coco doesn't have an iOS device, so you know, um, hmm, poor guy. Um, not really. It's kind of shit, actually. My phone like locks up all the time now. It's, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I played it, and uh, the first four levels are free. It's okay. You tap the screen to jump. Then it tells you you want to. You got to pay ten dollars to play the rest of the game. So that's as far as I got. I might pay ten dollars. It was okay. It wasn't. I thought one thing Why? I thought was kind of weird no, is that you had to hold the thing, the phone, up and down. It's not side. It's not. It's not widescreen. It's up and down. Yeah, that's good. It's it's portrait. It's supposed it's to not be Flappy Mario, right? Right. Which that's normal. Flappy Bird. Like that's a, like if you look at almost like all the the video social like video sharing social apps and stuff like that, they're not asking you to rotate your phone. To like record something. Well, no, I mean, Everything I under, is. I understand what what Good's saying though. It's like it's kind of weird for a, a game that has the it's graphical style scroll. of a Mario game to have that aspect ratio. Like it, it would make a lot more sense if it was the wider aspect ratio. But in in this case, since you don't really have control of your movement, vertical kind of makes more sense. I guess like if you're running. holding, like I, I, the more I, I was playing it on my iPad. But I thought about it, I guess you're holding your phone, you're sitting there tapping with your thumb and just holding it on one hand and your other hand's, I don't know, jerking off or something. Um, But, uh, (laughs) yeah. Mario. Mario and Princess Peach. (laughs) It's me. Uh, Jump that gap. Jump that. Jump that gap. Uh, It's got... I love the coins. (laughs) It's not all just tap, though. You can, like, uh, if you hold tap, you jump higher. If If you double tap, you, like, do a little spin in the air. That's the extent of the game. It looked like they they were doing some 
they brought a Nintendo flair to a uh, entirely boring genre of games. I got I'm so unexcited about Nintendo getting into mobile because I hate mobile. I hate mobile games. I think they're garbage and uh, I don't know why well, they're so popular, but they're terrible. I think the reason why they're so popular is it's everyone has a phone, and right. everyone is sitting around doing something, not interacting with other human beings. <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, the, I generally know I was being right, but I, I, but I think that there is a line of game that works as a mobile game. Is what I wanted to get to. I don't think that the type of games that we generally play, they try to bring those games into mobile gaming, and I don't think those work. Uh, like your FPS type right. games and those sort of things, they they try to make mobile versions of those, and I think those suck. But I like I quite enjoy playing my stupid Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest game. I play that shit all the damn time. But it's more yeah, of that's a, that's a game that can work on a, on a touch screen, right? Yeah. So I like those well, type of it's, mobile it's games. the whole thing. Is like like I find that any game that even interests me a little bit is usually stripped down, has no depth. And even if they do have depth, usually there's some sort of like you gotta buy fifty of these. You gotta you gotta show up every day, and they they want you to live the mobile game right too right. much. Like I I just I'm not I'm not that fucking attached to my cell phone, but I understand why they're doing what they're doing. I just hate it. Right. I, I mean, it. they want to make as much money as possible too. So they they there's all those stupid yeah. fucking gimmicks in every single mobile game yeah. that exists that bring you back every day. I think it only takes one game though to like really uh, change all that. Like, if the Ocarina of Time for mobile games came out, and it just, like, blew everyone away, and everyone bought it, everyone's all of a sudden gonna be like, oh shit, character matters. Oh, oh shit, like, gameplay matters. Well, there there was some games. I feel like those days are done for Um, mobile. Hold on, I got got the game here. You know, at Um, least for this generation, I feel like I feel like it's there was that you know remember when there was that period of time when they kept having stories about like you know oh we were we were destitute and we were going to lose our house but then I made an iPhone app game and in the first right. week we made $100,000 like there was that window of time where there was stuff like people were exploring what are the boundaries of this right. what can we make That's what's a good point what's, what's Bastion. A phone game even Bastion that was the game remember Bastion Bastion it's the top-down PC indie game. Yes. Yeah, it's PC. Yeah, it's an it's a it was a mobile game. Like there's Bastion on mobile. First, like no, but they made with? it a mobile game, and it oh. was really good. It was just as good as the PC game because you could just move him around just by yeah. moving your finger where he needed to go, and like the combat was just tapping, hmm. which is so it it it, it was a good mobile it, game. Honestly, Plant, uh, Plants yeah. vs Zombies is another one that I thought was pretty good. Have you ever played Dark Echo? That's... Yeah, but yeah. What? Dark Echo, that, I thought that was a good mobile no. game. It's like I don't know if you'll be able to see my screen, but it's. Have it's you done computer. PewDiePie's Tuber Simulator? Uh, like you just like feet and you move around and it's like uses it's best with sound. It says, um, like you like as you move it like echoes off the walls. Oh, I've heard of this. Um, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good game. There's like monsters and shit. I've never actually finished it. I mean, so there's been shows how great games. it was, but. Yeah, I would right. say I, I want to also disqualify anything that would just be a better experience on the PC. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of the stuff you're listing that's good is an indie game that was on PC first yeah. and would be better experience. There. I don't think the like, Dark I Echo would have been. I think Stardew Valley would be a fantastic iPad game, but probably Papers Please was a fantastic yeah. iPad game. 
Yeah. But that one started yeah. with PC, and I disagreed with that. I thought it should have been an iPad game, especially since the developer had only made iOS games prior, and then he fucking shits out Paper Please on the PC when it's an iOS game. Yeah, when you're like, uh, wait a second. I, I refused right. to buy it until it was on iOS. I've only ever paid Paper <laughs> Please on my iPad. <laughs> wow. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I just, yeah. I mean, there's obviously something missing, though, in all of those games that you mentioned. Like, and I've played, there's uh, Monument, I think, is another game that is absolutely fantastic. Like, I've played fantastic mobile games, but it definitely feels like there's something missing from the experience that I remember having. And I still feel like I get on plenty of PC games today that I don't get on mobile games. Have you watched kids? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, have you ever watched kids play Minecraft Pocket Edition? They're so fucking good at it, and it's the worst user interface for playing Minecraft. That is a PC game that requires a mouse and a keyboard, and people are amazing. The kids are amazing at playing Minecraft on on their tablets. It blows my mind. Yeah. I I think another thing about it is that um, the, the mobile tablet, all that stuff, is not really meant for depth the same time it's in in some sense it's kind of like we're asking something from it that's not i don't agree with that like i understand that there isn't depth now but i don't understand why it's not well suited to it because you can create character you can create such a uh, environment in which you're playing but no the environment you're playing at they're expecting people to be sitting down waiting on their dentist appointment or that sort of thing they're not they're not sitting at home in front of their uh Mobile is like throwaway experiences. Disposable experiences. I think that's going to change. I think that should change and it's going to change because Well, the most Switch people... is the only thing that I, I see coming that seems like that, that that, that would change it. And that's the game called the Switch? No, the Nintendo Switch. The, the Nintendo S- console. Oh, the Nintendo Switch. Oh, oh yes, March. yes. Yes, sorry. sorry. Is, I was like, the, whole the console, Switch, the theoretical Switch? <laughs> the whole console is a, uh, is a tablet. Yeah. So. The thing is, is we've we've had handheld games which are good at playing something before they dentist with a you know game boy right. or whatever. But they're dedicated the thing devices is, with buttons and right. It's like know. if I think of I think of a game like Portal, right? It, that is the quintessential like high standard of game to me. If that was, I feel like if that was made mobile first, forget about figuring out controls, for, forget about all that stuff. If it was made mobile first, there'd be shit microtransactions in it. You wouldn't unlock the full game the moment you buy it. Like, there's just a, a an idea of what a mobile game should be that I think needs to change in order for mobile games to move forward. But it was. Maybe. It's kind of. And it almost goes, and it may just be the inexperience of the of the game develop houses because something like Overwatch, you know, I was playing and uh, I was reading some other comment about something on the subreddit, and they mentioned counterpicking your team is the reason this game costs sixty bucks versus it being free to play, and you need to unlock all the characters. And it was like, okay, that was that was kind of a throwaway comment, but the more I got into it, the more like I felt like my brain was like expanding and that the the reason overwatch works is because you have all the characters available to you all the time 
so that when you are con- up against another team, you can switch to any other character. And, and it's not like Team Fortress 2 where you have these like crazy perks with guns and stuff. That doesn't exist. Like you, The point is to counterpick and use your intelligence <laughs> to choose better characters over the other team's characters. Um, and that like blew my mind. And that could only come from a house, a development house, that has so much experience in the game community. And maybe mobile game developers don't have that type of experience yet. Well, I'm not sure I agree. I mean, Team Fortress 2, and I know that that's like a, a worn-out comparison at this point. But that element of strategy, while it wasn't as emphasized as it is in Overwatch, because Overwatch leans on it as a main feature, is right. any time switch to what character you think would be more appropriate, you can do that in Team Fortress 2 just as well. You can change your class yeah. at any time. And often people would yell at you, hey, we have two snipers already. We don't right. need three snipers. And some servers would just limit the number of people you could have in a certain class. But certainly, that was part of the strategy was to adjust what classes you were in, in on your team to do better against the enemy team. So it's not like an idea that was unheard of. I, I um, still don't feel like in Team Fortress 2, like they had so many perks around... Uh, like there, like the icicle mechanic that you had with the the spy is like that didn't exist anywhere else, and you couldn't counterpick that. You couldn't say, okay, there's a spy who's using the icicle super effectively. How do I get rid? Of yeah, that? you couldn't. There's no way you couldn't do it with like laser precision. I'm not saying that you could right. do that, but you could try to answer. But that just back doesn't somehow. exist in Overwatch. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying is that Overwatch is much more a focused on that that particular balance. With Team Fortress, right. it was more traditional. I'm just saying that elements of that concept were there. I'm not saying it's a one-to-one. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like that type of concept and that th- type of thought and that type of uh, dedication to the craft doesn't exist in mobile games. You know, that, that, ty- that, that, and that could really only come from a mature development house like Blizzard or you know we're talking about Portal that could that could really only have been incubated uh, in my mind at Valve and anyone else would have screwed well, it up in in contrast count- to what you're saying i just want to say that nintendo developed mario and they're a, a known there was developer right. right they know what the fuck right. they're doing and they follow the same archetype for every other mobile game yeah. right i i think mobile games are the way they are because the market dictates that they must be because what happens is is that this space is sort of carved out by things that are successful. Uh, and then <laughs> other companies mimic those, and it starts to become a routine of... Just like we've had in, in uh, like PC games or console games where, you know, Modern Warfare... It wasn't the first right. thing that came into the industry and changed things, but that you could look at Call of Duty 4 as sort of this turn point. It's a pivot. When that came right. out... Wow, good. Oh, fuck, is that loud? Please stop. It sorry. is the loudest thing on earth. Jesus, sorry. I was just putting a, a letter in an envelope. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so loud. Um, sorry. Call of Duty I, I... 4 was a pivot point where, like, after that, we, we, we've been mired in... I mean, there was a lot of good that came out of it. There's a lot of good, yeah. like, it changed everything towards, like, modern warfare away from World War II, which was good in a lot of ways, but also 
uh, we started getting like Call of Duty 2012, Call of Duty 2013, Ghosts, you know, oh, and yeah, exactly. A lot of other games did that too, and and so there were negative impacts, and we get in a rut. But you're right that something needs to kind of come along and shake things up. But I don't think right. it's because and it's like the I, developers I whole... are capable of it. Yeah, and I wholeheartedly agree with you that uh, the games are the way they are because the market dictates it. I just feel like. Uh, in this case, most likely the consumers don't understand what, uh, you know, they don't know what they want. You know, they don't know what they don't know. And I just don't think there's been enough time. Because if you think about it, mobile games only came out less than 10 years ago. With the, I, I mean, not even with the iPhone, because the iPhone didn't have apps when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're, we're dealing with such a small market. You're trying to look at an entire industry that's lasted less than 10 years. What's you know. the biggest industry, though? I think I'm pretty sure that oh, yeah. like mobile gaming is the biggest market now. Uh, yeah. So. And the thing is, is that it's only going to get bigger because when it comes to mobile, it's only growing. There's plenty of people that I know that are growing up in the teenage years that don't have a uh, computer and they most likely will never get one. They are happy with their mobile phone. All their needs. You have your phone, you have everything, you know? You think there's people that will never get a computer? Oh, yeah. And especially in, um, in, in, you know, lower economic class people, you know, people who don't have tons of cash to spend, you can get a smartphone for nearly nothing, especially if you do a contract to get it for free, and that does everything you need it to do. With a few peripherals, you can have it be a word processor. You can have it be your email. You can have it be all of that. And they just live in a Jesus thing Christ. Of Anytime they... I have to respond to an email on my phone, I feel like I want to break all my fingers so I don't have to do it anymore. Like, right. I, 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 right. I can't imagine having to do everything that I do. I mean, the, the type of work we do aside, like just day to day browsing of the internet responding to anything in textual format without a keyboard. That is going to be a majority of the people. They will not have a computer. Their only computer will be their phone and possibly, if they can afford it, their tablet. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> I mean, you may be right. I don't know, but I just, I can't. I, I, I refuse to believe that. Well, but, the tablet side of it is is probably the biggest thing that would ensure that. Right. Because, I guess there you have the, the, the add-on keyboards, and I guess then I can somewhat yeah. understand. I mean, there was a time period where I was I stopped bringing my laptop whenever I traveled to conventions because I had my, my iPad and I could just attach a keyboard. It wasn't until I started editing video on the road that I cared more about having something more powerful. So I can kind of see that. And I guess things like the Microsoft Surface and stuff is basically – the best laptop I've ever to seen. Blur the line, right? Trying like to blur the line. It's one of those things yeah. where when you're on a plane, they tell you to put your laptops away. You just pop the fucking keyboard off. You're like, I ain't got a laptop no more. You know, yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> this it's, is tablet. This is tablet. Right. It's that. I mean, like that's one of the the stupidest things on a plane. It's like when when is it no longer a, a laptop? Like there's laptops that are smaller than tablets. Like I don't understand what what are you telling me to do right now? What is the actual? What are we trying to achieve here? Because right, right. I need to know the end game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, well, from what I have seen of Mario Run, uh, it does look like Nintendo did bring their ingenuity to it somewhat. I mean, it's I don't think it's insanely innovative or anything, but it was interesting to see that it's it's more than I expected. 
Like you're you're not just running to the right. There's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, like there's enemies and you can wall jump. So you're not just going to the right, but sometimes yeah, you're going back and forth. Back yeah. and, forth and... and there's like little pads you step on. It freezes the game and you can wait for a certain thing to get in a certain spot. And then you tap and you start moving again. Um, it doesn't freeze the timer though. It just freezes the movement of yeah. Mario. Um, so yeah, I mean, I the, the first four levels that are free, I enjoyed that experience. Will I pay to play more? Probably not. But it's only ten bucks. I yeah, think yeah. I, no, I don't think the price is outrageous. It's just not something I would probably play, anyways. I would, I would definitely not trade good old controller-based, console-based platforming for that. Right. At all. Right. I agree. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's cool <sighs> that Nintendo's getting into. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm opposite of you, Co. I think it's cool Nintendo's getting into that space. So it doesn't bother me that they are. It's well, what uh, what bothers me is is just the fact that I, I think mobile sucks, and I what I'm afraid of is I feel like mobile is going to eventually take over because it is the biggest market by far. Right, by and developers far. are going to go where the money's at, and, that sort of thing. Right, and and consoles are really weak right now because they they've lost you know. In the past, they had lots of exclusivity and third party development and stuff like that, and now. Everything comes out on everything, so you know they're they're just getting weaker and weaker. Apart from Nintendo's consoles, and Nintendo's console is practically going to be a mobile device. So I think what we're going to be seeing is the death of traditional console gaming and controller-based gaming. Yeah. The kids that are coming up with with games now are going to be less about consoles. They're going to be more. They're going to grow up with mobile games. Their their Mario Brothers or their Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be Mario Run, or there's there's a Sonic one that's a ripoff of um, what is that game? It's the one you run forwards. Temple Temple Run. Yeah, yeah. It's called Temple Run. It's basically it's it's Temple Run with Sonic uh, dressing. Uh, that's going to be what they grew up with. So to them, a controller will just be this foreign thing, and all the gameplay that we know of, like Mario Kart, Super Mario World, Castlevania, the stuff that we grew up with, that feels like you know, yeah, platforming, man. That's a genre that I really love. Be gone, I guess, except for on the PC where there's uh, indie stuff going on. Well, that said, though, I still think that I don't think like the Sony Playstations or the the Xboxes are going to go the same direction Nintendo Switch has. And as long as those exist, I yeah, think no. we're still going to have. Do you think they will? I think they're going to go away. That's what I think is going to happen. I, I think mean, they're going to they go away altogether. I don't see. I right uh, now, I don't believe that, that there's going to be a successful PlayStation Five or X. Xbox fucking whatever. Um, I, don't, I just don't think that that's in our in our future because they are becoming pointless devices. They are a. I don't know. Weak, I think I they're think a weak gonna... computer. Go on. I don't know. I I, I uh, people that about you know typewriters. We still got a small area where typewriters are still being manufactured and made. You know, I think there's still going to always be someone who owns a TV. They just want a box that hooks up and plays a game, and it's going to be called a console. Well, there's always you know? things like that. Like, I am very into retro crap, but you certainly couldn't make a cartridge-based console today. And, it, you know, even with all the retro fans in the whole world, it wouldn't be 
feasible in the market to yeah. manufacture yeah, and produce a such a thing. So at best, what you're talking about would be like a hobbyist thing. Uh, certainly no big company like Sony or Microsoft would be investing in it. Um, and also, I, I just, the, at, right after I said that, the moment I thought, of, uh, the first thing I thought of was like the Fire Stick or the Apple TV, which are all trying to put games into them as fast as possible. And that's probably yeah. what's going to be the game. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. I'm not saying it's 100% a bad thing. You can you can use controllers with a phone, you know. I don't know. It'll it'll evolve, I guess, and we'll see where it goes. But I, right. I all I know right now is that I feel like I don't like mobile stuff, and I also feel like mobile is taking over slowly everything. So that gives me a little trepidation, but... Whatever. I guess I've had my time. I'm a, I'm a video game dinosaur now. Uh, with that, I guess let's move on. Do you want to talk about your Doom, your, your sure. co? Speaking of dinosaurs, huh. um, I just wanted to make a mention uh, of this uh, Doom documentary that came out uh, just a few days ago by Danny O'Dwyer. Uh, it's it, the... the uh, I don't know if it's a company... Uh, but they they go by the name NoClip, so it's like youtube.com slash uh, NoClip or NoClip video. I'm sorry, I have this all screwed up apparently. But um, the reason I want to talk about it is that it's a completely crowd funded video game documentary thing. They had previously done one about Rocket League, uh, which I have not watched yet, but I caught the Doom one and it was fucking awesome. And it what's amazing about it is that it's because even though it's completely crowdfunded he was able to go to id interview developers interviewed um, people who worked on the game got a lot of behind the scenes info it wasn't just like a surface level documentary documentary it was like journalistic got in there managed to ask them really interesting questions get a lot of details behind the scenes they gave him uh, like footage that's never been seen before of, for example, the uh, Doom 4 1.0, which, you know, the only thing that ever had leaked out about that was um, uh, sorry, like anything you do, good is super loud. I wonder you why. You pen, it sounded like a tree falling. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, my auto gain thing. I was about to say, I wonder if that's back yeah. on. Where was that? I wonder at? That it was is under back advanced? on. Options, advanced settings. No, it's not under advanced. Because there's no advanced yeah. settings. Capture. No, advanced options get, and then auto gain control. Wait, where, where's advanced? Are you in TeamSpeak? Yeah. Okay, capture. Oh, I want to capture. Oh, advanced options, I see. Oh, yeah, automatic voice gain control. Why the fuck did that get turned back on? Oh, I was on my other Windows install last week. Fuck. Holy crap, we can hear you. Ah, uh, yeah, Sorry. there we go. Sorry. That's why. Fucking hell, I'm just in your being quiet, writing checks, and listening. It's all good. I'm sorry. I'm shocked um, that this motherfucker gets $23,000 a month for his uh, Patreon. Yeah. That's so much. He's a so very much. successful Patreon. Well, I, I think I think he... He puts it to good use, right? But people like people like what he's doing is what is what that basically says. I mean, he does have almost four thousand patrons, All right? Um, but yeah, it's patreon.com slash Danny O'Dwyer, uh, Danny O'Dwyer on Twitter or No Clip Video on Twitter, and then you can just search for No Clip, all one word, on YouTube to find this stuff. 
Um, but like I was saying, he gets he gets really good information, goes really deep with it. Like with Doom, got footage of Doom Four that nobody'd seen before. He got behind the scenes footage of like um, development stuff of Doom that actually was released, and uh, even talked to um, uh, Gordon, the the guy who did the soundtrack for Doom, and and went really deep into how that was developed and how that was created. So it was a really thorough, well-made, well-shot, well-narrated documentary that uh, I just thought I would share because I thought it was really good. And well, then, he did a documentary on like Birdman or something too, didn't he? I swear. I don't know. What's that about? It's a movie. Maybe, um, maybe that was... Right. Who was Michael... Uh... What's the actor's name? Michael. It's somebody who hasn't really done Michael... much. Uh, God. The guy that played Batman. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. All I can think is, is all the wrong Michaels now. Right. Michael right. Bolton, Michael Jordan. Keaton. Keaton? Keaton. Yeah. Keaton. Right? Yeah. I think that's right. Do you, do, you, do you do something with that? Like, I feel like there's some relation between. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I don't know. No. He said, I was the first to talk to Hello Games about No Man's Sky. This is the guy we blame. Fucking Danny O'Dwyer. <laughs> <laughs> He's the reason Sony found out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Motherfucker. <laughs> Defund that Patreon. Who, what game is he going to ruin next? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> He's going to ruin Dune. Uh, yeah. Sony might find out about Doom. <laughs> But in a direction I could not have predicted. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, all right. When okay, we ready is, to move on. It, the Doom documentary is not out yet, though, right? Or is it? No, it is. I think it just oh, came it out is. today. It, it uh, came out. No, no, not today. It came out in three shit. parts. Yesterday, the day before, and the day before that. Oh, okay. So, um, I see. Yeah, three separate parts. Okay, got it. All worth a watch. Definitely check it out. Is it? Where's it available at? Uh, if you go to YouTube and What's you search YouTube? for no clip, all one word, you should find their channel and it'll be there. Or you could just probably search for Doom Documentary. I'm sure it would come up. You can find it via the Patreon or the Twitter. That's sort gotcha. of thing. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, first, we need to thank our sponsor for this episode, Braintree. Uh, why make payments integrations more difficult than it has to be? Braintree's powerful full-stack payment platform allows you to accept nearly every type of payment from any device with just one integration. It's super flexible and uh, to meet uh, your system's needs and supports most programming language. So whether you're using Java, Ruby, Python, or whatever, you'll always be have uh, a range of server-side and client-side SDKs available. Uh, it's uh, absolutely awesome. We use it in our own store. Uh, to process payments, uh, their code is easily supports uh, Android, iOS, and JavaScript client, and it is fantastic. To learn more, go to BraintreePayments.com/slash/mindcrack. If you are a developer and trying to integrate payments, definitely check out uh, Braintree, please. BraintreePayments.com/slash/mindcrack to learn more. And thanks so much to Braintree for supporting the Mindcrack podcast. Thanks, Alright, our first question is from the Great Green Menace, and he says, If you could go back in time to any period at all, but for only five minutes, where and when would you go, and what would you do? Hell Lord's Badge, downtown, no frown town. 
There's a lot of possibilities, so I, I think I'll just roll with like the, one of the first things that popped into my head, which is I'd love to go back to, uh, if you can take money with you, I'd go back to like Toys R Us in the video game section in like the, the maybe like 1990, 91, no, like right when the Super Nintendo's in the height of it. Mm-hmm. So there's still NES stuff, maybe there's Genesis stuff, and there's Super Nintendo stuff. Five minutes. I'm gonna do a shopping rush. I'm gonna grab a cart, load it up, buy all that shit, bring it all back. I I, uh, I found my Nintendo box when I was cleaning out my yeah, garage. Uh, it still has the the. You have become a very quiet, uh, in fact, inaudible boy. Good. Me? I, I hit oh, my good, fucking good. Y key. I need to remove that goddamn hotkey. Um, I I found my Nintendo. Why? Why? I found Why? my shut up. I found my Nintendo box actually recently when I was cleaning out my garage. Oh, wow! Like the it still has like the little the price original action on, set. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's got the, the actual price sticker on it from where my dad bought it and all of those things. One hundred and one twenty nine, I believe. Forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, one twenty nine. I think that's what it was. Pretty sure that's what it was. If that was one fifty nine, but yeah, it's it's up in my uh, in the office building now. Actually, still in good condition. That is awesome. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, Hang on to that. It's worth money. Really? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much the box by itself would be, but yeah. I'm sure you probably have all the bits. In, in I do. Box. They're they're. I don't know where exactly. Like they. I, I don't. I don't have that stuff kept together very well. Like you saw, I found my what Roy. What the fuck's his name? The robot Rob. Rob. Oh yeah, Rob. You have Rob too. Man. Yeah. God Remember, I tweeted it. that out the week or so ago. Yeah. Yeah. I was very jealous. Yeah. I, but I couldn't find the actual game. I looked for the game, the uh, the stupid oh, there, game. Oh, there's the, two. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think the I had gyro... the second one. Yeah, Gyromite. I think I only had Gyromite. Um, I don't think I had the other one. Uh, but I didn't. I couldn't find Gyromite. I don't know where that's at. Um, and I can only find one of the spinny discs. There's supposed to be two. Um, the little thing, the things he mm, picks up yeah, and moves the around. Yeah, balance the top. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm sure that stuff somewhere. I don't. I just. Uh, it, yeah, you know, I moved so many times when I was young. It would just get thrown in like a box or a tub and get moved around. So it's probably in a different box or tub. I um, think old Rob the robot is um, is like a hundred to hundred and fifty, depending on whether you have the box or not. That kind of. That yeah, I don't have the box for him. So, but I do have him. Still really cool. And he works. Still really cool. Yeah, I'd go back in time, kind of like Ko, but uh, when uh, Notch was creating uh, Mojang, and be like, I'll, I'll buy 50%. Like, uh, thank you. Uh, let's uh, strike this deal in the next five minutes. Well, they were private, so that would have been hard, but... Yeah, I know that. Well, it actually would have been easier, because it was a private company. Just have a document that says, oh, this guy owns 50%. Um, What's even easier is just go back to, like, Apple... Or Microsoft, yeah, right. The big known ones, and then you, then right. you're, you're like, already I'll do everything set. for free. Yeah, exactly. Right. right, and and leave yourself a note so that you know when, like, okay, so then there's gonna be this company called Google, and then there's gonna right. be then there's gonna right. be Mojang. Right. Uh, it's funny in the Dark Tower books. That's what they do because there's there's a lot of time traveling that happens, and they have to save a thing and. They uh, they basically go back and tell a guy you need to invest in all of those things, Apple, whatnot. And that's yeah. <laughs> you know the the real thing to do is just start a Swiss bank account that has compound interest, 
That would be the thing. Go back, spend five minutes setting up a bank account, the GTFO, come back to your current time, be like, this is what compound every, interest is amazing. Thinks of. I think it always boils down to either set myself the fuck up or kill right. Hitler. Right, exactly. See, I wouldn't exactly. want to do either of those things. I would actually would I would really want to be able to see what happened the day JFK was assassinated. I would like I would love to know who killed JFK. Interesting. That's that's but the I thing is just that. going back there isn't enough to guarantee that you're gonna um get to see exactly what happened. Um so yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, you'd probably end up being the person arrested. <laughs> right, right. Because you're sure you're being all like, suspicious. Yeah, like, I would love to be... Something's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. Right. I want to be the guy in in the uh, in the, the book depository where uh, he was supposed to be at, where you know, you know, where he Lee shot. Lee Harvey Oswald? Yes. I mean, the thing is, is that isn't this one of those things where it's kind of like a mass delusion, like, uh, like... I don't know, kind of like Elvis being alive or something like that, where people think that there's all this mystery and conspiracy around it, but we got the guy. It was Lee Harvey Oswald. We know who did it and how. Yeah, we do. I don't know, man. Everything else is a bunch of bullshit, isn't it? I don't know. I've read a lot about this. and I I had the opportunity to go to the museum. I wish I would have gone to be like, oh, no, they really, really think it was him, man. They really do. I mean, it could have been. It could have been. But there was, I don't know, there's a lot of, like, uh, I don't know. It doesn't, it's not important. It would be funny if you went back and it was just, it was just that. Well, yeah, and I would, that would be fine. I'd be happy with that. I'd be like, all right, well, there he goes. How the fuck? I mean, I mean, there is, sense, there is some theories nice where, <clears throat> where the Secret Service was trying to shoot and they accidentally shot JFK as well. And that would explain how the bullet did so many acrobatic tricks. Um, like they were trying to shoot towards the book depository, um, or the, you know, where they thought the fire was coming from and they accidentally, or, or also when they turned around the seat, their gun went off and shot him. And though both of those theories would explain how the bullet supposedly went through, turned around and came back. Cause that's, that's really hard to explain. Um, so, you know, that's at least interesting. I mean, I just, for me, I, I have, uh, I'm allergic to conspiracy theory. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and you know, still beams. <laughs> right. I, I, yeah, I would use my five minutes to go back in time and become a steel beam just to see <laughs> uh, if right. you could be melted. Melt. Yeah, if I could be melted. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, next question. Oh, you got this one. Hello, Podcrackers and possible guest. What was your experience with learning how to drive? Personally, I was able to play games like Gran Turismo with racing setup. So by the time I was starting to drive, it was pretty straightforward. Thank you for answering my question. That was from Gaz. No. Well, you know, I, I think we all learned from me. Gran, Gran Turismo, right? Speed for speed? That's that's how I learned. I guess you could learn the mechanics of, like, turning the wheel and shifting and stuff. But I don't know. I just, that's... Yeah, normally I, game wheels only kind of turn a little bit. They don't... It's not like a normal, like, hand-over-hand... You don't have an actual drive shaft to turn. Yes, exactly. Did you guys do those? Uh, did you? Did your school have the the videos that you watched where you're supposed to enter? You're supposed to you know move the wheel at a certain time to prevent the accident. And this this video is like a VHS video um, where uh, you would um, you would have to 
react before this wreck happened or whatever. It was it was the, these videos. I, wow, I'm really sad that neither one of you had this thing because like whatever you're if, if you're ever out on the road and you basically feel like you're in the twilight zone where people are driving like just the worst drivers ever. That's what these videos were like. None of it made sense. There's like grandma's walking out in the street with shopping carts every three seconds and like, but it, it was like it was recorded with like someone sitting in a car with the fucking VHS or something. Like these were real life videos that were these scenarios set up that you were then supposed to react to. Yeah, they were pretty terrible. Anyways, that's all. Yeah. No, we, I mean, we had to, uh, I don't know if it was required to take driver's ed, but everybody did. And I think it was a much easier, like, step to get your driver's license if uh, you did driver's ed. Um, but yeah, I, I took driver's ed and then learned, you know, th- that way. And, and also my parents had, like, taken me out to like, country roads and to uh, parking lots and stuff like that and, and taught me a few things. But then, so like, uh, to me, learning how to drive was pretty straightforward. What I didn't expect was my first car was a stick shift. And so I had to learn kind of all over again with my own car how to drive a stick. And that was the worst. Like, there were days I was like, I should have just, like, spent, like, I should have gotten a crappier car so I could have gotten an automatic transmission because... You'd be stuck on a hill and like terrified, and you'd be looking in the rearview mirror, and it's like that car pull up so close. Does he know I'm gonna roll backwards for like three seconds before I could drive forward? Like, oh my god, I I hated that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really hated that. I was fortunate in that my my dad made sure that I learned on a stick shift, so that I couldn't I imagine that learning how to turn and all the other stuff with a stick. I'm kind of glad that I learned it in parts. It wasn't. It yeah, didn't take long good. before I preferred it. To be honest, like I, I drive uh, an automatic now, but I miss the whole like going into the turn and you yeah, know, and then dropping it down and accelerating through. All the all the yeah. little nuance of of driving with a stick is uh, is actually kind of pleasing. In it's a hard way. to explain that to someone because they're like, yeah, but the, but you have to like work the whole time you're driving the car. It's like, yeah. No, once you get up to speed, not so much. But yeah, exactly. I mean, every time you stop, you have to push the clutch in, and and then when you're stopped, you put it back into first. And yeah, but it is there's something nice about feeling like you're in control more. Yeah, and it's so instantaneous. It's not like a battery. Like okay, hit the gas. The car yeah. has to realize that I want to go, and then we go. You know, it's yeah. put in the gas, then you're already moving. I think I think that ended up. Uh, leading to me being reckless, though, because yeah. my my first car was a Ford Escort. This is this is not an inaccurate uh, representation of the size, and uh, it was a little piece of shit, like five hundred dollar, whatever. Uh, but my second car was a Mustang. Oh no! Right. Also, man, the the clutch. And the stick in a Ford Escort are a little bit different than they are in a Mustang. When I got oh, yeah. in the Mustang, this was like a 95, so it was a V8 5.0. It was the last V8 Holy. 5.0 that they made. That is dangerous. And, uh, you know, you go to push the clutch down. It's like, damn, this is tough. Why is this so resistant? And I test drove it around. And then when I went back into the Ford Escort, I went to push the clutch down in You're my like, car. Bam! Yeah. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's how I also feel like, 
if I get in automatic and forget about the clutch, or like I shove my foot down to engage clutch, but it, it knocks the the brake pedal. So like the whole car, whoosh! It's like oh, I'm sorry, sorry I was punching the clutch. Sorry. But then when you have the when you have a stick in a car with power, then you go power mad because you know. Oh yeah. That car oh, yeah. had because you could like do anything. 150 horsepower or right. more car. Um, I found out what it was like to go 150 miles an hour. Yeah. It's terrifying, actually. Yeah. yeah. It feels like your car's floating. I used to drive like a maniac, too. Like an idiot, I guess. Yeah. It's probably better. It didn't, didn't feel like floating to me. What It, it felt, felt like, like if was... any movement of the will was was a great change, I guess is what is what I mean. But, yeah, uh, like I was going just in a straight line, but every nuance, any little shake, anything mm-hmm. was so pronounced. It just felt like... right. This is this, the car's gonna fly apart basically at some point here. I can right. feel it, but uh, yeah. So, I for me though, I remember there were two things about it. One was when I was learning. I'm talking about. Uh, I was a little intimidated because I was so worried about doing it right. I was so worried about raping or hitting anything, any of that kind of stuff. I just, I remember always being afraid of screwing it up. I just didn't want to screw up. The other thing that I remember was the gradual disappearance of that feeling like you're driving a big go-kart. The sort of (laughs) fascination of that you're in this thing that when you push the pedal it goes, when you turn the wheel it turns, and all this stuff, the power, the sort of raw power feeling operating the vehicle there's a newness that that fades away and then you never get back again like now when i get in a car it's so mundane it's like going like this it's like just using my arm it's like walking i and i feel nothing but i do remember the feeling that i once had of wow this is so crazy and weird yeah i uh i learned on a stick as well and um yeah, for me it was uh it was more I felt more stressed because the person that was trying to teach me was stressed all the time. Like I feel like like basically I there were, there came a time where they weren't home. My little brother was at like baseball practice and I decided I wanted to go. I didn't even have my license, yet. I just had my learner's permit and I said I was going to go. So I got in my car and I went and uh, I had been basically failing at the whole stick shift thing for a while, um, not not quite getting it down, you know, uh, getting around, but like stopping on a hill. Like there was a huge hill behind my house that I could test it on, and just not getting it perfect, you know, rolling back a little bit, or not, you know, not just not getting the the balance right. And when I drove over there, that was like the turning point because I was by myself, and I just. It was, it was you know, sink or swim sort of thing, and it was okay. And then after that, I was fine. I got in a shitload of trouble for doing it. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> after that, I could drive just fine, and, uh, and that was, like, the, the turning point. Um, but I actually switched to an automatic with my last car because I was like, eh, I could drive a stick shift. Who am I trying to impress here? And I could just not have to worry with that. Though I still yeah. catch myself, you know, putting my hand down there to do something, and there's nothing to do over there <laughs> anymore, you know? It's right, like, oh, you just yeah. rested on the yeah. yeah. I rest my hand on the automatics. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. right. Nothing to do, but there it is. Yeah. Have you? Do you have any uh, major disasters early uh, on? Not, not, not because of uh, you know learning how to drive. No, I mean I've wrecked every vehicle I've well, ever had. Um, oh, there's there, there's <laughs> never been a vehicle I've owned where I have not wrecked it. Um, 
so there is that, you know. But uh, like, for instance, like my GSR, I ran over a deer that was already in the road because some asshole hit the deer and left the deer in the middle of the fucking road, and it fucked up the uh-huh. underneath of my car. It was like six thousand dollars worth of damage just from running over a fucking deer. And then the next, like two weeks later, on Father's Day, someone rear-ended me at, at a, and a, and a uh, so I've wrecked my my new car twice now, basically. And say, you know, I've only had even had it a year, um, or I guess I've had a year now, but yeah. um. Uh, but my the, the 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 my first car, which was my dad's car, that Mercury Tracer that I had learned to drive on, um, my first wreck with that, uh, I was driving um, to work, and an eighteen wheeler pulled out when it definitely shouldn't have, and I like slammed on brakes, but I still slid, and like my front windshield shattered, and I could like touch the the bed of their truck right here, like right outside the window. Uh, wow, um, that was uh, that was pretty terrifying. Um, damn. I was like, it was a weird thing too, where I couldn't remember my home number and I knew I needed to call my mom. And so all I could remember was, and this was like before cell phones. I remember I had a pager, um, but I didn't actually have like, cause you know, it wasn't no, cell phones weren't that common yet. And, uh, the truck driver had one though. And I remember taking it out of his pocket, even offer. I just took it out of his, his pocket from him and called my work. Cause I could remember my work's number. So I called my work and asked for my home number from my boss. I was like, can I have my home number? And uh, he gave it to me, and then I, I like, called what? home. Yeah, I, I was I was really shaken up from that. Uh, and then my my grandmother bought me um, a '99 Volkswagen Beetle whenever I was still in high school. I was about to graduate; it was my graduation present. And I had it like two weeks, and I'm pulling out of the school parking lot, and I clip someone's front bumper, like one of those big truck bumpers that kind of extend beyond the truck, and it like rips the side of my uh, passenger door open. Um, and like that never got fixed completely. And then that car, I almost totaled. Um, I was I was on a date with uh, it. Well, I was on a date, and I was pulling out, and I like turned the curb too soon and ran over the curb and busted my oil, my whole oil, the oil thing, and it, like chunks of that went up in my engine. Um, that was like on the verge of totaling that car, um, which I still have. Uh, that that it got fixed, but um. Uh, and then I rear-ended someone with that car. I was coming home from third shift and uh, fell asleep at the wheel. And rear-ended some girl on her way to school. I remember going into a church, and there was someone there and, like, getting their phone to call. And, uh, like, two months after they'd fixed my hood, all the paint started chipping off, and I took it back to the place. And they were like, oh, that's just wear and tear from the road. And I'm like, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. And I even, like, called the insurance company, and they never dealt with it to have anything done. So, like, I eventually had to get a new paint job on that car, which is, again, it's outside. Um, But it's, like, broken down now because I don't ever drive it. I just need to sell it. I just need to sell it and just be done with it. Like, there's no reason to have all these Beatles because I can't drive them all anyways. I don't even drive the one I got. <coughs> Hell, the fucking the GSR, three weeks ago, a fucking rock flew up and hit my front windshield and just shattered it. Like, the whole front windshield just got this giant crack all running down it, and I have to get that fixed next week. Fuck you had not opening had good luck a can with of worms. Yeah, no. man. I, like, to me, like, I rear-ended one person. Uh, in my first car. That totaled that car. Uh, someone ruined me in my second car, and then I sold it. And in the current car, the uh, I, I T-boned someone, but it was their fault. Um, it was, uh, there's two stopped lanes of traffic, and I was in a turn lane, and that lane was clear, so I started to go, and they came out on the uh, the other, when they had a stop sign, so they should have been waiting for me. And I couldn't stop fast enough because I was, like, committed to the turn. Um, and so I, I hit them, but it was their fault. Those are, like, my three accidents. 
I stopped driving. I let my license expire. Until my daughter was born, I hadn't driven in 10 years when my daughter was born. I just stopped driving. I didn't like driving. I got anxious when I drove. I was expecting whatever wreck was going to happen at any point now. And, uh, you know, I don't feel like all of them were my fault, but I certainly had enough that were. And uh, I just didn't feel the need to drive. And so I stopped. And uh, then when my daughter was being born, I needed to drive because, you know, Crystal was too pregnant to drive and things like that. So I went and got my license back. And that was a fun experience, too, because, like, went down to the DMV and she's like, so why'd you have your license taken away? And I'm like, I didn't have my license taken away. I just decided to let it expire. I didn't want to drive anymore. She's like, no, that doesn't happen. You might as well tell me now because I'm going to find out. And she's, like, saying it loud in front of this whole fucking room full of people because, you know, the DMV, it's always full of people. She eventually did apologize right. whenever we were, we were doing the driving test. She was like, I'm, I'm sorry about that. But she only apologized in a car with just me and her not in front of the room full of people she right in front right of. i'm sorry about that i, didn't even, I got it wrong yeah it just just expired where you you live in some kind of weird cartoon bizarro land like <laughs> i don't understand these experiences you have the it's the south i mean you. the south is like they just talk to people it, they just it, 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 maybe then i should never go there because like i live in a fucking metro area there's three million people here and uh i don't think i've I don't think I've had an accident while I've been here the whole time. I drive on the freeway. I drive all the time. I mean, it's not crazy just... shit happens here. I've seen cars burning on the freeway, just completely <laughs> engulfed in flames. Well, those people had the accidents. Down. You just missed them. <laughs> yeah, but you'd think that I'm way more likely to have an accident happen. I saw a car. You know, you know how eighteen wheelers. I don't know if you if you've seen this a lot, but what happens with eighteen wheelers is they can shed a tire. Yeah. Like yeah. that's why they have eighteen fucking wheels, and they double up on wheels because they're doing so much wear and tear that occasionally a tire just fucking comes off, falls it just, apart, it shreds. Yeah. yeah, it just shreds. And so you see that shit on the road all the time here on the freeway. Like there'll be big pieces, big chunks of of eighteen wheeler tire, and occasionally they get picked up by other tires and tossed in the air. And I saw a guy. A guy uh, got a huge piece of a tire, probably that long. That was bigger than my camera. <laughs> About that long, if that makes any fucking sense. Like, it's up two feet long, two and a half feet. And that's pretty fucking heavy. That's a big, heavy piece of thick-ass tire with metal in it and all other kinds of shit. Thrown through his fucking windshield. Jesus annihilated Christ. Annihilated it. It's, it's absurd. Like, it basically went in his car. And, uh... If that would have been like him, it would have probably annihilated him, uh, for sure. It was just picked up by another car and thrown in the air, because they drove over it. Yeah. Uh, that kind of shit happens all the fucking time. It's like the rock you're talking about. Yeah. The week you before... You a disproportionate amount of shit happening to you, dude. The week before the fucking rock, I was behind, like, a work truck... And if I had been going just a little bit faster, they had this hammer fly off of their fucking car, and I've never seen a hammer bounce like this. It hits the road and bounces, and it just goes over my fucking car. But, like, it was so close to, like, murdering me or something, like, coming through my wow. windshield. It was really close. Final destination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, holy fucking shit, was that a hammer? And I look back at my rear view, or not my, my side window, and it's, oh, that's definitely a hammer. Like, yeah. Jesus. I guess my window was. Those meant guys to go. were like, "Where the fuck's my hammer?" Right. Yeah. No. At some point next next week, they were they they were missing a hammer. That's for sure. Right. The, the worst thing I had happen accident wise, and this is a short story, but it was an extremely rainy day. It was in my hometown. <laughs> it had to do with the Ford Escort. This was the death of the Escort. It was an insanely rainy day, and uh, my hometown has a river 
that goes through it, right? And uh, the river filled up. I was driving on it. It was like a main road, but there is a part of this main road. It's the road that goes through downtown, but there's a part that goes under a viaduct, or they call it a viaduct. It's a train bridge that goes over. The road dips down to go underneath of it. And it's a significant-ish dip. I had no idea when I was approaching it that it was full of water, completely fucking full. So when we got in there, and I didn't, I, it was raining so hard I couldn't see the water, we hit it, and it was like hitting a wall. It like stopped the car, and this wave just goes oh, over oh, yeah. the car. And it just the car just, just sort of slides down into the middle of that dip. It's flooded. It won't move. It's it's floating actually, but filling with water. Water suddenly starts pouring into the cabin of the car. So I had to climb out and get on top. That that murdered that wow. car. It killed the transmission. It became a car that couldn't go over thirty miles per hour anymore. Wow. That kind of thing. But wow. it was a five hundred dollar car, so yeah. that's not bad. Well, I guess that was probably the biggest bad thing that I've had happen in the car. I'm like, I'm trying to like one up you, but there's like no way. Um, uh, you don't yeah, even one anyway. up Goode. When Goode's around, you're fucked. I yeah, did the same yeah. fucking thing to a four wheeler. I, I had this four wheeler that I fucked see? so many times. See? See? He's like, better, I this don't even have the protection no, of a normal car around. around me. There was a kid on the back of my four wheeler and the fucking branch took there him out. And there was a pregnant woman <laughs> in the other four wheeler that we rear ended. Like we we were going through these these trails in the woods and like I my fucking like my ignition stuck. Or not ignition, my my gas stuck. And like so I couldn't slow down. I was trying to slow down. I should have cut it off, is what I should have done, but I wasn't thinking clearly. And I was then freaking a out. dinosaur came out <laughs> no, of the for real though. Forest. And uh so I'm going around I knew where I was going. I was trying to get to a straightaway because it was on the edge of a lake, so I could get to if I could just get to the edge of the lake, I'd have been fine. I could have gone all the way home and at least fucking had time to not be panicked and on the edge of the lake. But um so I'm going around this corner and like I just like I was turning but I it was basically like drifting. I wasn't fucking turning. I was going straight and I didn't even know there was a pond here. We go under this tree. I duck under the tree. He didn't duck. The branch just takes him off. He's gone now. And like I go right up this little hill and then splash right into a fucking pond. Didn't even know the pond was there. The worst part is the moment I hit the pond, the four wheeler just does this thing where it just kind of goes back and like it floats upside down um because the wheels are going to be what floats right and so i'm just like and then i see all these snakes it's like snake pond it was just snakes everywhere <laughs> and i'm just like fuck and so i get out and i go and he's okay he's just like his nose is bleeding but he's not dead um and so i'm like Meanwhile, you're covered with snakes oh <laughs> they were definitely all around the four wheeler they, they ran at least like they weren't just like i now kill they ran uh, well they swam very fast <laughs> and so him and i like pull the four wheeler out and uh i had to walk all the way home fucking drenched and like bring it back and me and my mom's boyfriend at the time like end up drain all the gas and like finally getting it fixed and getting the water replaced and I mean the gas replaced, getting all the water out, and it, it ran again. But uh, yeah, that was it was pretty wild, like diving into the and then the the lake that I was trying to go to like a year later or whatever had dried up. We were going through a drought there in Texas, and I just decided to see how far I could go. And I got to this point where it was basically quicksand, like the ground seemed solid, but like it was only like a crust like this of solid ground, and under it was just the the thickest fucking worst mud ever. 
and um, we end up sinking down in it. And the trek from there back to civilization, worst thing ever. Never forget it. Like, you could not move. And, like, meanwhile, the full we kept trying to bring the full wheeler out, and it was just sinking. And uh, we end up leaving it and um, just trekked back to civilization. I call my mom, and she hangs up on me. She's pissed, and she hangs up on me. And luckily, they had, like, the star whatever to, like, call back. So she calls back, and uh, her and her ex-husband at the time, um, he comes that night. We go trekking out there, and the, the same friend, the same friend that I almost killed off the back of my four-wheeler had told other people in the neighborhood about it, and we run into all of them, and they're, like, out there. There's, like, six of them. They're like, oh, we were going to find the four-wheeler and bring it back to you, fucking liars. Um, so we, all of us eventually find this fucking thing and we actually get it out and it ran and I could drove, I drove it back home that night. But, uh, yeah, it was like, I'll, I'll never forget that. Like it was, I probably could have died in this quicksand if like we just, if it had caved in like further on, it's crazy. Anyways. See? <laughs> uh, no, you had a car. This was just a four wheeler. It was his fault. Man, we should do some stupid ass shit. You remind me with your bridge story. We we I should have been in jail. Me and another friend of mine there in Texas. One night we sat on this edge of a bridge and we threw rocks up at oncoming cars from under the bridge, just like and like I remember this the last car like we actually hit a car. It was like kaboom is what it sounded like when we hit this car. We were like, we should leave now. Like someone should have kicked my ass. Someone should have got out of their car and beat me up. Mm-hmm. Like if someone hit my car with a fucking rock like that now, I would want to murder them. I was just a stupid little fucking kid. Anyways, kids are <laughs> I think fucking assholes. Goes through, through those kind of phases. We, we had things that we would do like, uh, like we spent way too much time, way too close to train tracks. For example, I seem to remember that we used to sled down a hill that, led to basically ended on a train track an active in use train track <laughs> so we should be dead uh for that and in terms of like doing shit you really shouldn't like you know you put shit in the road for cars to run over oh, yeah yeah um i don't know if i ever like threw anything at moving cars but i think i remembered the temptation of just but what will happen what will right. happen like you you think of doing these things without Thinking about right the how bad the consequences really are. Yeah, like, I, I think I did do something like that with, with my neighbor kind of friend of like throwing snowballs from far, but th- that intending that they would land and maybe hit a moving car, that kind of thing. But you know that's that's pretty significant too. Either I mean you could cause somebody to crash or whatever. You hit like their windshield surprised them, they crash. Yeah, um, th- that could have been bad too. So I think I think we all have gone through that kind of shit. Kids are I got arrested yep. for touching apartments, park park bench ones. Really? Because the uh, the fucking we were all like hanging around. We were playing basketball, sort of, uh, at the park behind my house, and there was a uh, a picnic bench there, and the uh, the picnic bench was pretty old and fucked up, and one of the benches you could just lift up. Uh, and I, I wasn't really doing anything interesting. I don't even remember why I lifted it up. I lifted it up. I was just looking at it, I guess. I, was just, I wasn't really doing anything, and I put it back. But people, the busybodies, were walking by, and they called the cops. Because, oh, I was destroying the park, I guess. This guy's looking at this bench. I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah. What, did, what so, was the charge? Like, fucking with city property or whatever? Uh, yeah, destroying city property. Wow. Wow. 
I didn't I didn't destroy anything. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I got the cops picked me up and took me home, which was a hilarious, you know, thirty second drive to the front of my house. <laughs> uh, and I had to explain what was going on. I don't think my parents were even mad. Uh, I think initially it was like shock and anger, but then I explained what happened. They're like, my mom dumb. never this took my pretty side. Dumb. Did I tell you about the stupid? Uh, no, I'm not wow. trying to one up you, but did I tell you about in in high school? There was you know before school starts or whatever you uh, you have to like hang out because they won't let you in the fucking building. So we're in the like cafeteria area, and these uh. two guys get in a fight, and we're just sitting, we're just hanging out over here. We're not a part of this fight over here. And one of the guys gets pushed into me. I get pushed into the water fountain. Water fountain falls off the fucking wall onto this little girl's leg and breaks her fucking leg. And Jesus Christ! Yes, right. And and there's water spewing out of the fucking wall because the thing broke off the wall. And like, there's a girl on the and ground. And the just dinosaurs screaming. came from down the hallway. <laughs> and there was this. The, the assistant principal of this school had a vendetta for me. I do not know what I ever did to this motherfucking man, but he hated me. I remember he stole and his my name friend. was Donald Trump, <laughs> and he it was just he the, the weirdest hair you ever seen. So he calls my mom down there and says that basically I was roughhousing and I knocked the fucking thing off the wall. This is how I got my job at Shoney's as the salad bar attendant because I was I was it was said that I was going to have to pay to replace this fucking water fountain at the school, or I wasn't going to be allowed to graduate. I wasn't going to receive my diploma unless I paid for their water fountain and the girls' medical expenses, which I never paid for any of those things. But this is how I started working at, at Shoney's is because my mom forced me to get a job, and she worked there at the time. And so they hired me, and that's when I became Salad Bar Boy. Um, but yeah, like I, I, whenever my mom got down there, I, I've told the story of what the fuck happened, and it was just like that's not what the principal says happened, even though he wasn't even fucking there. Um, and the two guys that were, were fighting, no one ever – like nothing happened with them. Anyways, yeah. Jesus Christ. You make me feel like I've lived a life of extreme privilege. <laughs> right, exactly. And, like, boring, boring motherfucking life it's, of it's who like, I have. Nothing ever goes your way. Everything is always stacked against you. It's insane, all your stories. Well, no, there's some good in there. Dot JPG. <laughs> there's some good in Was there? There, there was. I don't God remember damn. what it was. <laughs> yeah, me really. Pissed, I don't remember man. the good. I only remember the bad. I wish I could remember his name. I think it was Rollins. Pretty sure Rollins was that guy's name. Whenever you remember, you always had to have the like the 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 bag of sugar, the the fake babies or whatever you'd carry around. He like went up to our group and stole one of one of our babies and wouldn't give it back. And the girl failed her fucking chemistry class because he stole her baby. I don't know what he did. I think I think one of there was a guy named Marcus in our group, and he actually was like a fucking asshole. And I think I think he's what started it. And like he was a troublemaker, and like it made the assistant principal just hate all of us. We were all associated with his bullshit. Right. I don't know. I don't know what I did. I definitely didn't knock off that water fountain or pee. I've told you about the peeing in the trash can shit, right? Oh God. We got to end this podcast. I didn't pee in the trash can. I'll put it that way. Okay. <laughs> I told this to my, my mother, my grandmother's 80th birthday party. This is what I went. I'm just gonna tell the story real quick. When I went to school here, our school burned down, 
And uh, we had to. We were in these little trailers outside of the school. They set up these little pods or whatever. And so uh, each little pod had its own bathroom inside of it. They're basically like little trailers. And uh, some fucking body. In fact, I eventually found out who it was. His name's Greg Ferguson. I found out when I was like twenty years old or something. Um, he peed in the Greg trash can. Ferguson. And, yep, that's his name. If you know him, fucking shame me. He peed in the trash can when he was he like. He has a TV show. He was like twelve years old. <laughs> um. Anyways, peed in the trash can and. I was not liked in this in this in this school at all because I had brought a Playboy to school. My 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 cousin, the guy that lives next door, had had gone to school here his whole life, and I brought a Playboy to school and uh, got caught with it, and I blamed it on him. And he then made everyone in that school hate me. He just because he knew everybody, I knew no one. I was only living here because when my dad was sick with cancer, and I just so I'd only been going to school there for like a short period of time. Everyone in the school hated me, and so anytime anything happened, like the teacher would leave the room. You know when the teacher leaves the room and she puts someone in charge? Like, you're in charge. If anyone talks while you're gone or whatever, Pete, the whole fucking class would start conspiring against me. Hey, while we were gone, let's say Jason was just yelling cuss words. They'd be like, yeah, yeah. They'd get back to the teacher. I was yelling cuss words. It's like, there's 28 people versus me. I can't just like convince the teacher that this is not true. Um, so anyways, he peed in the trash can. The whole class says that I did it. Even though it's a single person bathroom, there's no way that you can know who peed in the trash can. Uh, I remember my dad going down to the fucking school and like you could hear her, the teacher and my dad out on the little front porch of this little, little thing that we were schooling in, um, yelling at each other. My dad was like, he didn't pee in the trash can. You have no way of knowing. He said he didn't do it. Lay off of it. Cause like they weren't letting the boys go to recess anymore until someone fessed up to peeing in the trash can. Um, and so this like went on for like months right. where only the girls were able to go to recess and like the boys were not allowed to go because someone peed in the trash can and no one's going to admit to it. Well, fast forward till uh, I guess 10 years ago. So my grandma's 90 now. So 10 years ago, we're at my the 80th birthday party for my grandma. And there was a girl, Amy Weathers is her name. She was in – she's a cousin. She's related to me distantly, which we didn't know. Me and my cousin both tried to date her at the time, uh, whatever, back back in the trash can days. Um, but fast forward to the recent time, I see her at, at my grandma's 80th birthday party. And all I can think to say is I didn't pee in that trash can. And we're standing right beside the trash can, and she looks down at it, like, looks back to me, and I'm like, well, fuck, you don't know what I'm talking about. Like, it, it, this is something that stuck in my mind my entire life. It, like, plagued me, and to her, it didn't even exist anymore, and I just looked like a crazy person. Yeah, I did not pee in that trash can. <laughs> yeah. I did yeah. not. I tried to explain it, but the moment was okay, just hey, so sir. gone at that point. She just kind of looked at me like, yeah, yeah, you're certified insane. So, anyways. I didn't put the trash can. See, I, I want to give a contrasting story. It's not a long story either, but like just how different things go for you versus like everyone else. I mean, I don't know. I guess you kind of set yourself up for that stuff, although it seems way over the top extreme what they were doing to you. But like when I was in junior high, I, I had like this really strong mischievous phase all throughout that time. And I. I once did something that was really it's like silly and minor. I just in science class, we had a open session something going on where we could walk around freely. And for some reason I had matches and for some reason I thought it would be funny to uh like surprise one of my friends by lighting one in like just you know like in his face. And I did that and it was funny and surprising and then I blew it out. Then I didn't know where to put the match, so I tossed the match out the window. But there's a really strong, like, burning match smell in the room after that, right? And uh, the teacher detects this smell and then asks who did it. Somebody turns me in. And so 
me and like two witnesses were sent down to the principal who didn't like me, similar to your situation, mainly because of the fact that I started to have developed a reputation for being mischievous. But what's weird is that the two witnesses that they sent along to, to turn me in, he just questioned us all together, and I thought that they were just going to, like, yeah, he, he lit a match. <laughs> but actually, they both lied for some reason. <laughs> One of them even looked at me while they were answering and went, like, kind of like, no, I didn't see anything. You know, like, had this kind of smile, and I was like, you're awesome. I don't know why you're doing this, but this awesome. Thank you. You know, and then that was it. Nothing ever. <laughs> oh, oh, there was one other thing. On the way down, they never checked me before they started taking me down for the, the matches. But on the way down, I there's like a, a display case leading into where the little offices are, where all the admin stay. And I stuffed the matches in this little crack between the wall and the <laughs> and the display cases. Like oh, wow. it was like it was like this big crime or something. Yeah. And then when I left, I got them back and went. Wow, no, God! I accidentally <laughs> brought a fucking like knife to school once. Like, and <laughs> I accidentally <laughs> killed a person. <laughs> well, that's what the fucking principal. This was in Texas. This was a different. This was not. This was not in Rock Hill. Rock Hill's where the principal hated me. Um, I remember this one. Coach Miscalco was the was the name of the assistant principal, and he didn't like me either. But I think that was for a different reason, just because we just didn't get along. Um, like we had this this problem where I wasn't turning in my homework. I wasn't filling any classes, but I wasn't turning in my homework in any any class. And so my mom kept getting called down there, and they eventually set up this thing where any day I did not turn in my homework, I would have to be sent to the principal's office for uh, corporal punishment, like get a, a spanking, basically. Um, and uh, so anyway, I started turning my homework, but he got tired of seeing me, basically. So I think he hated me for that reason but um i brought a knife to school on accident it was total accident i got when i got to school i realized i'd had it in my inside coat pocket from like the day before and uh i, I knew that i had fucked up so i put it in my in my bag and while i was at lunch apparently my fucking english teacher went through everyone's bags i don't know why she did this but she finds the thing in the bag so i get back did from you lunch. tell anyone else that you no, had a knife had not told anybody i put it immediately got to school realized it was in my inside of my coat pocket freaked the fuck out I should have just put it in my locker. That would have been the smart thing. But I put it in my bag. So I thought, well, it'll be with me all day. It'll be cool. I'll be fine. Nothing to worry about. Uh, well, the week before, I'd gotten in trouble for getting in an argument with this kid named Stevie. And uh, so she finds my shit in my bag. Um, I get back from lunch because it was a weird thing where, like, you went to English for, like, 45 minutes, then went to lunch and came back to the same class. Get back. Knife's gone. I questioned her about it the next day after – well, not the next day because I was suspended from school for a week. The next time I saw her, I was like, why were you going through my bag? And she's like, oh, I needed some paper, which I was like, you fucking lying bitch. I didn't say that, but I know damn good and well you got a whole goddamn school full of paper. You didn't need paper from my bag. Um she just went through people's bags. I'd love to meet this woman again and just be like, you're a bitch. Um, she's probably dead now, so good for her. Uh, but um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> later later in the day, I'm in, I'm in art class and I get called down in the office. I knew what it was for because I knew the knife was missing at this point. Get down there and there he is, Coach Miscalco, with my knife on his little boot knife on his desk. And I'm like, I tell him the story from right in the beginning. I was like, dude, I was playing this weekend. I realized it was in my bag. I, I mean, I realized it was my coat. So when I got to school, I put it in my bag and I meant nothing of it. He's like, we know you were going to stab Stevie. We know. You, you and him had a thing last week. You know. I was like, I was <laughs> not like, going to stab Steve? anyone. Like, there was this kid. I got in, me and him had been, like, arguing the week before and got sent down to the office. Um, so, uh, but I only got suspended. For, nowadays, if you brought a knife to school, I'd have been, I'd have been never going back to school again. Um, but uh, I only got suspended for right, a week yeah. from that. So, it was, it was, that was that. But, yeah. 
That's the thing, is that these things are never fucking cut and dry. There's always a bunch of weird shit that you just... People do not fucking understand. Right. That nobody fucking understands. Because I, I have been through things. It wasn't, like, all, like, super easy for me either. I've been through things where, like, I feel like I'm the only one who who knows the reality of exactly what I experienced here. And everything else around it is a fucking lie. But that's what everybody believes. That's what everybody thinks happened. Yeah. It's the fucking lie. Yep. 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 Like, in hindsight, I should have just brought the knife down to the office. I mean, adult Jason now would go down there and go, oh, I actually brought this to school here. Dispose of it or whatever. But I was just like, gotta hide this. Not supposed to have this. Fuck. How'd I make this right. big mistake? Well, that right. makes sense, though. I mean, that yeah. you did that. Because that's that's why kids lie about anything. Is that it, Because it's been made clear to them that there's no reward for telling the truth. <laughs> right. The reward right. is punishment and, right. and, and anguish. Yeah. Right. Anyways, well, I've rambled. With I've, that. Yeah. Chad's so ready to cut me uh, off. Save us, Chad. Save us. And, <laughs> we can't uh, stop ourselves. Right there. We can't be uh, If you don't want us to ramble, uh, send good questions to us. Please, uh, minecracklp.com slash podcast is a place to send your questions. Thanks to uh, the people who sent in great questions today. Uh, you can also subscribe to the show there on iTunes or on YouTube. Thanks so much for watching, and we'll see you next time on the Minecraft Podcast. I just looked. That started because we were learning how to drive, just just to get where that whole ramble yeah. came from. Anyways. So that's how we learned how to drive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bye, everyone. Peace. Bye. Bye.